Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic comes from the book of Romans and the reality that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zentzalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, Romans chapter 8. This is a letter from someone to someone? <laughs> totally. And I figured we've been doing a lot of commentary on current topics, and we've had lots of podcasts on current events. So I figured it was time to do a little bit of a dive into scripture. I love it. What are these scriptures that hold us steady in the midst of the work and the things that we do? So the book of Romans is a letter to the people of Rome from Paul, close to the end of Paul's ministry, because spoiler alert, Paul is martyred in Rome. (laughs) As most of them were. Yeah. So he's on his way to Rome and he sends a letter in advance. And this is part of his letter. So chapter eight comes along and there's some really beautiful stuff in this section. It's not only these particular verses that we're going to be highlighting that are lovely. This is the same section that gives us verse 26. And I'm just going to read that one because I think it's also very beautiful. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. So the section begins with this kind of promise that when we don't know what to say, when we don't know how to be, the Spirit gets it. We don't have to do it exactly right. The Spirit gets it. And then this last section, I'll go ahead and read it for us. And I'm I'm reading... Verses that for some folks will be very familiar for folks who haven't necessarily been in the church. This may be the first time you're hearing this, but we start with verse 33 and oftentimes folks begin with verse 31. I'll start at 31. We'll go there. So verse 31, chapter eight of Romans, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? God, who did not withhold God's own son, but gave him up for all of us, will not God also with him give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the passage. And I think in a time when we are all feeling so separated, Yep. 
when we're feeling so torn apart from one another, when there is persecution and famine and nakedness and sword, right? When these things are all around us and in the news and in our experiences, both physical and metaphorical, that to be reminded, to have this reminder that the love of God that we receive through Christ is present no matter any of this. I think it's a message that is important in this time. Now, remind me again, when Paul is writing this letter, is he writing to evangelize or is he writing to a congregation that he's already created? Yeah. To both. I mean, I think that Paul never writes when he isn't evangelizing. I think that's just part of who he is. Okay, that's fair. But there's a community already established in that space when he's writing to them. So it would be as if he was trying to help out, I don't want to say troubled congregation, but a congregation having feelings. And putting forth his missive, right? Putting forth his word as to who he is and what he has to say. And there are many more Pauline scholars out there than I who have a better handle on this than I do as far as the context of his letter to Rome and those kinds of pieces. I think what I hear and what I find important about this, this is oftentimes read at funerals. Okay. It's a very, very common. In fact, I would say that 90% of the funerals that I preside at, this passage is chosen. And I think part of the reason why is because we like to, hmm, we separate ourselves from God in so many ways, or we think that we deserve to be separated from God's love all the time. We think that we aren't good enough, or someone has flat out told us that we're not good enough, right? Thousands of people throughout history and in time, millions have been told that they're not good enough for God's love and that their decisions, their actions, their choices, their biology, anything has made them separate from God's love. And this is exactly counter to that. To say there is nothing in all of creation that can take us away from the love of God that we receive through Christ Jesus and not through our acceptance of Christ Jesus, right? This isn't anything about us, but through Jesus himself, And Jesus's love for us, nothing can separate us from that. I find it fascinating that it doesn't come up more as that mic drop moment for somebody (laughs) who is trying to challenge a person who is paraphrasing the Bible. Not necessarily. Yes. Yeah. How does this not come up more as a, but this, but this passage There's nothing that can separate you, especially if it is as popular in funerals as I'm pretty sure it is throughout the Christian population. Well, I think part of that is that the practice of proof texting, and for folks who haven't heard that term before, proof texting is when you take a specific section of scripture and use it to prove your objective. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when we proof text, we're doing it in order to say that someone is out, Yeah. right? we find a reason that they're not good enough. We proof text to say your action makes you evil. And this action can't send anyone out to the outsiders. Mm -hmm. This is all about the fact that we are all included 
and that there's nothing that can keep us from being included. And so it's really an inconvenient proof text from both sides, <laughs> from people who want to be like, like, I'll just call it people who want to say that queer folks are not included. They're not going to use this. And people who want to say that people who hate queer folks are not included, they can't use this in that moment, right? It's just one of those passages that means that we are all loved by God no matter what, which when we're proof texting and trying to prove a point, we don't really like to point out the fact that we're all loved by God because... Well, yeah, but that's kind of my don't point. Win. See, you're wrong because we're all loved, Right. Not necessarily then, that I don't want the proof texture to not be loved, but just to point <laughs> out the inconsistency. Oh, totally. But it's that if we're throwing Bible bullets. <laughs> sure. Right. And to be fair, this one can be thrown. Right. But when we're throwing Bible bullets, we don't often want to prove the fact that our opponent is also included because we want to be able to harm them. Sure. And it's hard to harm someone with love formation of radical love and inclusion. So does this come up every three years as sort of a standard reading in the church? It is a part of our lectionary. It will be a part of our lectionary this year and this season. We're recording a little bit early, but it will probably, we will have just heard in Sunday worship when mm -hmm. this podcast comes out. And so it comes up every three years, but it comes up often in funerals. And I will be honest, if a family has said they don't know what scripture to choose, like people who haven't picked scriptures, I default to using this. Okay. This is one of my default choices for a funeral text, because usually at the time of funerals, there are people who have been hurt by the person who's deceased. And there are people who love the person who is deceased and they're all feeling really awkward about all of it. And so this comes in to say, no matter what you know of this person, they are loved by God. An inclusive and, message is not a bad thing in that moment. Right. And they will be loved by God and nothing can stop them from being loved by God. And so it's that comfort that comes from that. I'm assuming you've preached on this in the past. Is it something that you would choose because you like the message over any of the other readings? Or is it a familiar thing that you like to preach on? That's a good question. I think because it's an epistle, because it's a, a letter and not the gospel, oftentimes I always defer to preaching the gospel uh, and the story of Jesus himself. This week, as we continue in the parables which will be last week by the time this airs, I'm planning on preaching the Romans. And it's because in this time right now, I think it speaks the most to our context, both in the spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words and knowing that prayer is important. And also that will tie in with our youth devotional that will be going out in the next week because we're going to be teaching about prayer in our next youth devotional. But also, just that reminder that coronavirus won't separate us. This virus will not separate us from the love of God. And our separation from one another and our division around what is happening in our cities and our divisions around what is happening in our law enforcement community and our divisions, right? None of that is going to separate us from God's love. 
And we have a responsibility to keep moving forward and to keep fighting for change and to keep looking to create God's kingdom here, knowing that none of these things stop God from loving us. I love that you take an approach to the idea of separation as both a physical thing and a metaphorical thing and an ideological thing and sort of tie it up all together because I think we tend to separate them. Mm. And I think having somebody go, no, it is all, it is all the ways that you think you can separate yourself from someone or something. And none of those matter. Well, if we think right now, there are those of us who are experiencing a separation from our sanctuary for the first time in our lives. Sure. Right. There are many for whom they have never been away from their sanctuary for this long in their lifetime. And there are those who have been kicked out of their sanctuaries and have no access to them for a lifetime. And so to to help us to kind of remember that even that kind of separation, that kind of breaking, that doesn't stop God from loving us right? For some, it's going to be a completely different experience having never been physically separated before. And so, yeah, it all ties up together. Excellent. Okay. That's going to lead me to my last question. Is this something that you enjoy preaching on in both the funeral setting and a traditional church service setting? Yeah. I think it's not necessarily where the God loves you no matter what, right? Like, I think that in many ways, this is the theological and the scriptural underpinning okay. of that story. And so in some ways, yeah, I preach on it all the time in all the ways, but to get to do it explicitly, I think will be, well, I hope I say that. And then the rest of the week goes along and preaching is always like pulling my fingernails out. So <laughs> hopefully it will preach well this coming week. If it's a decent one, you can link it in the blog post for this particular podcast. If it is not a decent one, then folks, you know, it's a good thing to preach on. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! Wonderful. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Romans chapter 8. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And if you need this reminder again, Look for it in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 35 and 37 to 39. Verse 36 is a little strange. It's a little toss in there. So it's okay to kind of look at that and be curious and wonder about why it's I was going to say, what does verse 36 say? Negate everything? No, no. It just says, as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. Remember, this is in a time when martyrdom was really common. Sure. And Paul is on his way to die. So, well, shockingly, given the protests that are going on and given the unrest that's currently happening in this world, 36 isn't as out of line as you would hope it to be in this day and age. Yeah. So just remember, nothing, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. May you know this, may this comfort you in this time, and may you remember that God loves you 
no matter what.